Recorded live. Good morning, good evening, wherever you may be across the nation or around the world. Once again, you're listening to the VMware Communities Roundtable Podcast. This is podcast number 415. My name is Eric Nielsen, and with me today, I have my co-host, John White. Wednesday, December 13th, 2017. On the show today, we have vSphere 6.5 with Hamanshu Singh and Martin Yip. John, how you doing? Doing really well, doing really well with uh, time for the uh, Color of the Bay report as normal. It was a, it was a dark blue, almost to uh, almost to a gray. The water gets cold. Yeah, it's cold and gray, little blue, little gray. It's uh, been chilly in the Bay Area, but uh, but sunny at the same time. So forty degrees overnight, but then it gets up to like a like a brisk sixty-eight during the day. I think the nation is having cold weather. Right? Everybody in uh, back east is cold. South Florida is cold. So the world is cold. I only own like jackets that are like, you know, like a like a jacket for a jacket and tie, um, and, right. and then kind of a schlubby uh, looking uh, um, pullover. So uh, fun, fun. Yeah. All right, getting to the show. Um, we have some news. So there's a lot of stuff that's been happening. Oddly, uh, near the end of December, your middle of December, you'd think things would slow down, but it's been been quite brisk uh, with regards to news and announcements from VMware. And then we'll get to vSphere 6.5, and you know we, we've been ta- talking about the 6.5 reasons to upgrade to 6.5, so we'll have some fun talking about what's happening with 6.5. I know it's been out for a while, but there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, but before we do that, uh, first uh, bit of news, we purchased, purchased Velo Cloud. Uh, so, John, what is Velo Cloud? Absolutely, yeah. So that got announced, I want to say, you know, two or three weeks ago, but it hadn't closed. Uh, we had an, an intention to purchase that actually closed yesterday. Velo Cloud is a um, software-defined wide area network, SD-WAN, right? So they abstract um, multiple uh, high uh, high bandwidth loca- uh, connections to the wide area network, to the internet, um, uh, or uh, right, you know, private networks, and then uh, and then combine those and, and find best routing and uh, lots of Lots of uh, cost-saving measures there. Neat. So 4G connections. Um, you know, well, I got my I got my NSX shirt on, right? Because it's all about networking these days, except for of course vSphere. But you know, uh, networking is growing, and we keep we keep buying, so it's pretty cool. It's all software defined these days. Right. Other thing that was going on this week, we had a Challenge Lab promotion and a live stream. Uh, Katie Bradley did it on communities.vmware.com where we had a live Challenge Lab. So it's going to give you something to do over the holiday. You can go on communities.vmware.com, check out the uh, Challenge Lab live stream, learn about the, 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 I think, four or five different Challenge Labs that are happening. Uh, and we're giving away prizes for those Challenge Labs. So it's kind of like if you're, if you're kind of bored over the holiday and you want to do something cool, the Challenge Labs are about um, finding problems uh, in our software and then looking at how to how to resolve those problems. The community content has been harvested for uh, key resolutions to some of these problems. So you can get into the Challenge Labs, you know, get exposed to the engine on the right failed and how do you recover uh, kind of like a flight simulator. But uh, around our products, and then we have things in communities that talk about how to solve those, and then the Challenge Labs has solutions, and you can go do those and, and learn about kind of like, it's kind of like your safety training for, for you know, a pilot, right? Are you a flight simulator nerd, too? Uh, I have been known to fly virtual aircraft all over the place. But, okay. Yeah. My father is, too. So. I, I played one on TV, but I've never actually <laughs> flown um, there's a VMUG virtual event today. I know that uh, CloudCrate is giving away some cool prizes, and so that's live. So if you want to go check that out, uh, the VMUG virtual event is today. I think they recorded as well, and you can engage uh, with CloudCred, or you can just go be part of the virtual event. That's happening today, today again, uh, Wednesday, 12-13. Uh, so go check that out if you're live. Uh, v realized lifecycle 1.1 went live, GA. So if you're into lifecycle management, 1.1, that's the way I want to be. I always want to be on 1.1 software. It's, it's exciting. Right? You always get to learn new stuff. Finally, new flings, uh, simple natural language processing for iOS is out on flings.vmware.com, as well as app volumes backup utilities. So if you're interested in your... your uh, if you want to back up um, your apps, uh, your app volumes. Yeah, app volumes. Uh, there is now a fling that'll let you do that. So that's kind of you can geek out there. 
And then finally, Corey, I think Corey Romero, you're on the you're on the podcast. We got you here on the beam. Yeah. If you guys are watching us on the live stream, Katie Bradley is live streaming us on Facebook, so you can go check that out. We have our guests in the room as well, so they're on camera. Uh, half the time they dial in, but Corey, you're on the beam. What uh, oh, yeah. what's with the V Expert Beta tool? So the VExpert Beta, we just wrapped up the VExpert Beta. Um, so what that is is we have a new application for applications this year. Uh, it's a web application we're going to use. Um, uh, we will open applications this Monday. That's our target. Um, we just wrapped up the beta today, so we have a couple more bugs to, to go through and fix, and we'll be done. Um, wanted to say thanks to the VExperts who participated in the beta process and uh, helped us resolve our bugs, find our bugs, and uh, as well as to Martin Smith. Uh, the expert and the VMware employee who uh, who helped uh, build the application as well. I, I know that so, if you guys don't know Corey. Um, he comes to our meetings and he's got his laptop and he's writing code and he's fixing bugs. So ever <laughs> since that beta program has been running, uh, you can't get Corey's attention. Most people are sitting in their iPhones or their mobiles, you know, and you can't get their attention. And Corey's sitting there with his laptop pounding on his uh, his. I iPhone. was last week in staff. Sorry. He keeps fixing bugs. <laughs> Everywhere he went. So that's yeah, so applications, yeah. yeah, applications will close January 19th at midnight, and we're targeting a February 16th uh, announcement. All right. That's great. All right. Perfect. So I think that's it for the news. Anybody else on community have any uh, news they want to talk about before we move on to our guests? All right. Going once, I'm looking at the live stream. Okay. We're good. Livestream says audio is not working, as usual. Yep. I just noticed on Facebook stream, be careful not to let the bloggers No, 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 okay. I think it's working now. So, okay. Good. We always want to wonder about our live stream audio. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Uh, vSphere 6.5 with Hamanshu Singh and Martin Yip. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks for being in the room. Thanks for uh, having us. Uh, Martin, you've been on many times, yes. right? Yes. Yes. Uh, I think this is the first time we've had you in the studio where we we're, and we're live streaming. So now everybody can you can look at the camera there. Hello, everyone. Tell, say hello, <laughs> and then um, uh, Hamanshu. I think I don't think you've been on the podcast. Before, I haven't. Right? No. Yeah. So uh, Martin kind of got me into this. Is like you know this is so awesome. I I need uh, more guys to you know, come on with me and and, and you know, join the show. So Hamanshu, your group manager uh, of the cloud platform. Uh, right. So um, titles aside, basically I focus on uh, the vSphere core product marketing. So, uh, in fact, uh, Martin and I are part of the same team, and uh, uh, we focus on different aspects of vSphere at this point in time. So, I look at core vSphere. Uh, I also look at uh, things like vSOM and, and those kind of uh, you know offshoots or uh, editions of vSphere as well. Yeah, oddly enough, I was uh, in my old days in 2006. I was over in tech marketing as a, a product marketer, right, doing tech marketing for Churu and some others. Very cool. there. Yeah, nice. in, in in the old days, I think we were all reported to Ragu because it was very small org at the right, time. Right, right, right. Yeah. Good stuff. And Martin, uh, your product line uh, marketing manager. What product do you do you manage? Yeah, so I'm sort of uh, the I'm sort of Hamachi's other half, or we're also known as the dynamic dual, but we basically tag team on uh, vSphere, all, basically all, all things vSphere. I'm also uh, looking after new workloads and trying to drive adoption of uh, some of the workloads that have traditionally not been on vSphere, things like big data, uh, HPC, machine learning, things like that. So um, really exciting uh, to, to learn about those areas and really exciting to, to hear the customer stories and how vSphere and VMware in general is helping uh, these customers uh, virtualize these applications and help them reap the benefits of, uh, of you know, virtualization. Okay, great, great. Well, we're here to talk about 6.5, and one of our goals in the in the marketing world, as I'll just come at it, is to is to get people to upgrade, right? You know, we Absolutely. we we have a, a upgrade history where some people I, I I still have servers that are running VI3, right? Because <laughs> they work, I've got them, and I don't need any new features, yeah. and it just processes my mail. Mm -hmm. But you know, we know we're, we're always on the the upgrade uh, path. But I think 6.5 is a little more interesting. There's there's some really good reasons to upgrade to 6.5, yeah. and I think we're partly here to talk about some of those sure, reasons. Sure. Right? So uh, where do we want to start first? So um, I, I think both Hamachu and I have our own reasons. A lot of them are um, common among both of us. But uh, we can definitely go back and forth. And, uh, you know, why don't we go back and forth? And I'll just share a reason. If you want to chime in on it, you, you yeah. can chime in. And, you know, same for me. Sure, sure, um, sure. I just want to set a little bit of context around this 6.5 release as well. So, um, you know, back in the day when we came out with 6.0, 
Um, that release was all about, you know, a bunch of large marquee features that we, you know, made noise about, right? Uh, and then 6.5 has always been about getting feedback and adding capabilities that are very specific to the day-to-day life of the VI admin, right? And, and uh, you know, as we're going to talk about some of the stuff uh, uh, today, and, uh, you know, folks who've used 6.5, they'll realize that big difference as well. Um, 6.5 is all about, you know, very specific things that are that may not be super glamorous, but they make the life of the VA admin absolutely better every absolutely. single day. Yeah. yeah, and I actually like that because I, I don't like the, the, the brand new releases. I like the le- releases where you've spent a little bit of time maturing the product and then fixing things yeah. so that you've got a better, stable, more sure. usable release. Sure. Yeah. So, um, I mean, speaking of, um, you know, fixing things and, you know, one, one, of the, one of the big things in Feature 605 that I really liked is our focus on just reducing IT complexity, right? Um, in vSphere 605, we shifted um, to the vCenter server appliance model. Um, so those who aren't familiar, we used to have uh, two, two models. One is a, a vCenter server uh, for Windows and then a vCenter server appliance. In this release, we were uh, very confident in our vCenter server appliance, and now we make it the fundamental building block of the vSphere environment. And <clears throat> with the vCenter server appliance, things just become a lot less complex, right? The, the, the complexity is significantly reduced, and now it's just much easier to do things like deploy uh, vCenter environments, and um, uh, key capabilities are embedded into the appliance. So it really does become this one-stop model now. Uh, things like uh, backup and recovery, uh, updates, uh, platform service controller, uh, and um, one of the, the bigger features that have been asked for is a uh, vCenter high availability, right? People are realizing vCenter server is a a very uh, mission critical application now and they want high availability for that. So we have built in high availability for vCenter server now. Um, And and because everything is uh, centralized, we have this opportunity to introduce a lot of innovation as well as optimization to the platform. Um, So uh, a huge, tremendous amount of uh, complexity is removed, and now the the IT admin just focuses on this single component. And um, you know, a, a big question when we introduced this component was, well, okay, uh, most of us are on vCenter server for Windows, all right? How do we get to the vCenter server appliance? Um, well, we thought about that, and we um, uh, introduced a migration tool to actually help customers do that. It's a single step, a single step migration tool that allows them to convert the vCenter server for Windows to the vCenter server appliance. And I, I think this has really resonated with the customers and they um, have adopted it like hotcakes, right? They, they really jumped on it and are supporting and they really enjoy um, the reduced complexity that it offers. Actually, talking about the uh, the Windows vCenter server, right? I mean, we've, uh, <coughs> excuse me, they've made this announcement up in, uh, I think a few months ago, in fact, now, uh, that the next release of vSphere is going to be the, the last release that kind of supports that model, right? So the next release, they'll still have that, but, um, you know, beyond that, uh, in fact, we're going to deprecate the, vCenter, um, the Windows vCenter. And so, you know, we've seen that that migration happening very quickly, and which is why, as Martin talked about, right, the migration tool is in place. It makes it simple and easy for people to move over as well. In fact, we've got, you know, a couple other things that we, uh, announced around the same time in, as well that the next release of vSphere will have you know certain capabilities and we'll talk about some of that uh, later in the podcast as well. Um, but um, as, as Martin mentioned, right, complexity is always a perennial issue with IT. It's, it's you know it's always problem number one no matter who you ask, right? Um, the other thing that's kind of um, become a significant number two or even a number one is security at this point in time. Mm-hmm. I think. You know, every single, you know, uh, uh, vertical, every single industry, security is a huge, huge focus. And one of the things that we've really focused on uh, V6.5 is to bring in comprehensive built-in security. And uh, we kind of look at that in in uh, three ways, right? Securing the core data, both at rest and in motion. Uh, securing the core infrastructure underlying as well. And then also, uh, you know, the access uh, to that data, you know, having security around that as well. So, you know, things like, you know, VM encryption, encrypted vMotion, you know, help you make sure that your data is secure all the time. You're uh, bringing in uh, the secure boot, uh, you know, making sure that uh, as as you're booting up, uh, you know, your your server, there's no malware being booted up at the same time, stuff like that. 
you know, and then uh, what we call uh, uh, audit quality logging. So essentially, we added a lot more uh, robustness and richness to the, the level of uh, you know logging details that, that are available in vSphere logs and vCenter logs and, uh, now, and that really helps you know for when it's time to audit. But it, in general, for troubleshooting purposes as well, you have a lot more uh, rich information available there. Uh, so just you know a few things around security that we introduced in 6.5, and as we go into the future releases, I mean security is definitely a huge piece that uh, we're going to be continuing to focus okay. on. So I want to, I want to uh, stop for a second and, and go back to vCenter server appliance, then I'll come back sure. on the security piece because we've had conversations about mm-hmm. each of these. So the vCenter server appliance, I know it's based on, I think, Fusion, right? So the OS in the appliance. Well, the, the, the OS is, is Photon OS. Photon oh, yeah, OS. sorry, not yeah. Photon. Yeah, wrong wrong F or PH sound. <laughs> so you, you've got Photon there, yeah. and, and I think for a lot of shops, uh, this is a good thing because it's just one less dependency on a Microsoft, you know, Windows. It, it, it is a great thing. Right. It is a great uh, thing. Yeah. Right. Um, um, at which, which we hear a lot of people. I think 75% of the people are like, yeah, I, I don't have to uh, worry about Windows any longer. Sure. Right. In that, in that environment, and they moved on. Sure. Then we got some, uh, some feedback in the last year when we, we have conversations of appliance versus the Windows Server. Uh, um, that uh, they're going to have to now have a new OS that they have to worry about. Right. right? Um, how, how is that vibe going? Do you get feedback now? Are people getting used to that idea? Where, where are we at when it comes yeah. to the OS? Ad- I, 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 would, I, would say, I would say the overwhelming majority of customers are very happy that we're removing the dependency on Microsoft. Right? Um, they don't like things like Patch Tuesday. They don't have to like having to buy the extra licenses, et cetera. But also the one thing about CoreOS is that it's very lightweight and now is owned by VMware. And because of that, there's, like I said, there's optimization, but there's also a single point of contact now. So anything that goes wrong in the stack, whether it's the vCenter server application itself, the, uh, the underlying Photon OS, or the databases, uh, anything that goes wrong, you don't have to deal with a third-party um, right. vendor, right. you go to VMware support and you get help right there. So I, I think that saves a lot of uh, frustration and hair pulling. So Martin, um, if I remember correctly, that Windows, uh, or, sorry, the, uh, the vCenter appliance used to be based on uh, SUSE Linux. Correct. Um, so there, we ran into problems in the past where there might be a um, security patch um, in the, the Linux core that took time to roll out to SUSE Linux, yes. then would take time for us to validate and roll out. Absolutely. So that is now, with Photon OS, completely eliminated. If, if it I'm is, understanding. correct, yeah. And um, you know, the thing with Photon OS is that it's, it's based on Linux, of course, but it's really um, the core functionalities that you need. So really, you know, Mancho was talking about security. Because, it's, uh, because the attack service is so little now and it's so reduced, there's less attack vectors and, and, and entryways for uh, for these threats to come in. So it, so not only is it is there a single point of support, but it's a more secure environment as well. So Photon, if I remember the philosophy of it, is it's almost like it's just enough Linux to it's turn on. It's just enough, exactly. It's right? just enough. It's just what you need, right? Right. So almost is kind of designed with containerization in mind. So. Um, just with the idea that you don't really have that much stuff in the actual operating system stack when you start adding things like vCenter server and the database, um, it's really almost the only thing that's there. So there's, there's no extraneous things that, that you have other services that are turned on. Oh, you had SSH turned on or you had some other like service like, oh, there's a DNS server I didn't even know, you know and that, that needs to be patched too. So you, you strip out all those things and you just get that smaller attack service that we were talking about. And then because all those other things are stripped out, it's not only just uh, it's 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 not only more secure, but it's also um, more optimized for the job that needs to be done. Nice, very nice. All right, um, we could go on with vCenter server appliance for quite a while. That's a whole <laughs> show in itself because there's so much there. The high availability. Uh, I, I have questions on how that works, but uh, we'll we'll save that because that's. No, number one or one of the reasons to get to 6.5, you know, if we're, we're, if we're counting them, is hey, full vCenter server appliance with Photon OS there, a different model, and you get a lot of 
features there that are, that are moving forward, which is cool. Um, so security, uh, we talked a little bit about security. Hamanshu, you went through, which is secure boot. Yeah, VM encryption, secure boot, and high, secure boot and high quality logging. Right, you know, three features right, you mentioned. Yeah, right? Audit quality logging. Um, yeah. Yeah, and. Um, I mean, that's one of those things that everybody's just get rallying around now. It's almost like a must-have, yeah, right? you know. And and there's a lot of people that have to implement this. Uh, when you guys, I mean, six oh five's been out for a little while now, right? Been out for a little yeah. bit over a year. Yep. Yeah. Um, what are you seeing with regards to big enterprise taking that serious and starting to implement that? Is that is it? I mean, it's nice to have. You know, it's always good to have security, but the question is. You know, is, are people really jumping on board, doing that work to, you know, you know, VM encryption, turning that on, the performance impact of that doesn't sound like it's much, but uh, what do you, what feedback are you getting back from the customer base on that? Yeah, I, I'm from from my perspective, um, security is probably one of the top three reasons uh, to adopt feature six of five. It's it's not just a nice to have feature; it's a requirement now. Uh, okay. Companies are getting hacked every week if not every day you you hear of these new new hacks it's uh it's it's costing them a lot of money right it's costing corporations a lot of money and security is something that is just a requirement and if you look at the, you know the map of the security industry um there's like hundreds if not thousands of companies out there um a lot of niche players and stuff but you think about it those are all band-aids right a lot of these these security companies are just band-aids that uh, apply a patch at the edge um, if you want to secure a data center, you have to really start at the core, at the foundation. And we really believe security, especially in vSphere, in the hypervisor, is what's, what's necessary. Amantri talked about uh, the new encryption capabilities uh, that secure data both at rest and in motion. But then we also have secure chain of trust. We have things like, um, uh, previous things like Shield endpoint that does uh, AV uh, uh, you know, at the hypervisor level without an agent. We have auto quality logins that really make it uh, possible to understand who did what, when, and uh, where much, much faster, right? So you're able to identify, diagnose, and remediate issues that come up much, much quicker. And, you know, it's, and it's not just about the hypervisor. It starts the hypervisor, but it's really about the whole STDC. And, you know, VMware being, or vSphere being the foundation of the STDC, uh, we have deep integrations with other uh, core products such as vSAN, such as NSX such as vRealize, such as Horizon. So these deep integrations make it possible for the whole SCDC to be secure. Okay. Yeah, I, I think that uh, we've had uh, several people on security with regard to 6.5. Yep. Um, and we've had Dom Delfino come in for an executive podcast series. And one of the questions we ask the, the upper management, Sanjay Poon and others on these executive podcasts is like, what's the thing that, what's the most, most, the the most interesting question you get by from all customer interactions mm-hmm. and and he he's just like security 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 right <laughs> yeah. it's like location yeah. location location now every single executive that's running a company now right is worried about are am I going to be the next one that's going to be attacked and end up on CNN or you know uh, one of the news yeah. channels talking about how we lost 1.2 million customer records or whatever so I think absolutely uh, yeah. uh, you were talking about like yeah. how new uh, enterprises are adopting right so. In fact, uh, for the benefit of the viewers, like uh, if you go down to the Vstar website, we have customer stories that that we've kind of posted up there. The companies like uh, you know ACI Specialty Benefits, uh, Western Carolina University, and a bunch of more. And uh, they everybody is getting different um, benefits out of vSphere. And security is definitely a, a key theme across. And finally, it's all about that peace of mind, essentially, right? I mean, as you said, like the execs are worried about you know, am I going to be the next one? And and it's it's almost become a when, not an if situation. And so having that peace of mind, knowing that your data is secure, no matter when it's being moved around data centers or whatever, like that, that's a huge, huge deal. Right. Okay. Uh, we'll switch gears. This is a, a fun one that I have, and um, I'm going to start throwing out <laughs> ones that I know is on your list anyway <laughs> that I want to make sure we get to. Mm-hmm. Um, First major release out uh, um, after the fling for the HTML5-based vSphere client. Yeah. Right? And this is the community's number one thread of all time, right? Uh, it still ends up being number one as people talk about it. Um, but, it, you know, it's out. I love the idea of HTML5. Um, I've been using 6.5 now in my home lab. Uh, I like it, right? I, yep. I mean, I don't see that much difference. Yep. Um, how are you guys faring? I think we've had an overwhelmingly positive response to our HTML5 client. Uh, true, there are some uh, folks who want us to bring back the the desktop client. Um, I, I don't think anyone loves the flex client. Um, 
So I, I, I think this is a great thing, right? What is, I mean, if you think about what HTML5 does for us relative to Flex, right? Um, it's using um, modern standards. Uh, things are just a lot more performant uh, because, um, you know, HTML5 is um, it's just kind of built into the browser. Um, there, there's not a reliability. Uh, uh, there's not a reliance on Flash, right? Flash was very buggy, mm -hmm. um, yeah. and in fact, Adobe uh, recently announced the deprecation of Flash themselves. So that technology is going away anyway. So this was a necessary thing to do. Yeah. But I mean, if you look at um, the, the performance improvements that were introduced along with HTML5, things like um, clicking on a action menu is three times faster than what it was before. Right. So this is this is stuff you know the the web client or the HTML5 client, we actually call it the vSphere client, is a tool that customers use every day to administer their environment. Right? right. They want a really good experience, and this is what we're giving them with the HTML5 right. client. Right. Now, uh, in addition to that, we also have uh, things like a plugin program where we're working with our ecosystem partners to make sure that they are. Um, building their plugins with the right architecture, with security in mind, so that customers get a good experience when they're using uh, plugins. We're also, um, you know, changing the, the actual UI itself so that um, things, the the the, the navigation is just much easier to to right. do. Right. And then we understand certain things like search is really important. So we're putting it at the top. So when when a customer launches the Beesper client, they can do search right away at the top. Or if there's something they don't like, they, there's also a, a feedback tool at the top where they can communicate right. with our team right. and you know give instant feedback. I get the features, right? I mean, yep. I got that. So I guess, uh, and I'll give Hamanshu a, a moment here to say, like, I think you hit on it, which is um, this release was a release where we listen to users, right? And we then make improvements, right? right. So in this sense, I know we've been listening to users. Um, the, we, we've had the HTML5 fling out for a year and a half now. So are, we're seeing gradual improvement. Do we see as, as a group line marketing manager, you must prioritize features that you want, uh, inbound feature requirements. Um, I assume you're still looking at them, you're still moving it forward, and your intention is to, is to just continue to listen and prioritize those things that you need to do to make sure people are really happy no, with absolutely. it. Absolutely. I think you know, getting, that, getting that feedback in, uh, whether it is through our beta programs, whether it is through our TAP programs, you know, customer uh, uh, direct feedback uh, through cabs, et cetera. Like that's essentially very, very key in terms of how we drive, uh, you know, the next uh, phase of vSphere, right? And, uh, you know, the more we, and, and we can talk about like VMware Cloud and AWS and those kind of things, right. and the reliance of the VMware ecosystem on vSphere and how vSphere takes everything forward, uh, that's, I think, you know, key as well. So for us to make sure that we are catering to what people are really looking for, and, and you'll see that in the, in the next release of vSphere that's going to come out uh, as well, that there's a, there's a lot that has gone in in terms of listening to people and kind of uh, you know adding capabilities based on that. Now the one thing I will say is um, on the uh, you know because it's been out on, on the fling for the for the H five client uh, you know we've been adding capabilities and we're updating that asynchronously with vSphere so we have to make sure that we're, you know we're updating it fast as fast as possible. Um, I think uh, with the uh, 6.5 U1 release that came out in right. July timeframe, we kind of said that, well, 90% of your typical you know, daily workflows are supported. Right? Right. We're trying to, as fast as possible to get to that, that parity, essentially, that you, know, you really don't need to jump out of it. Um, there's, you know, there's always uh, niche cases where you might have to kind of go out, get out of uh, H5 client, but at this point in time, it's pretty much, you know. Can you talk about the philosophy of that development of that H5 climate? Because I noticed that the fling was out, and then it got iterated a lot. Yep. And that seems to be very different from how we've done things in, as part of the core product. Um, you know, so can you talk, maybe tell us the story of, of how that philosophical change got, got made and, and how, you know. I, I think uh, if you look at, uh, you know, Mispair in the past versus now, there's, there's a, a pace that has changed uh, definitely in terms of releases, in terms of capabilities. Um, and so that's, that's the, the the prioritization that we've done as well. Like you know, pick something that you know that is distinct from the rest of the you know the overall bits of vSphere, and then basically make sure that we are addressing it to the speed that it needs to be addressed. That SH5 client is a very good example of that. Uh, another example I will give is um, in the past we've done uh, vSphere betas. You know, we'll we'll have a release of uh, like a download beta available or even a hosted beta available, and it's very you know tied to a specific release. We've basically gone away from that, and I'm I'm getting ahead of myself in terms of what we want to talk about. But uh, the, you know, the new vSphere beta that's live now 
um, that's the thing that we've done there as well, that we've introduced the beta, we're introducing capabilities as soon as they're available. They're not tied to a specific release at this point in time. We're trying to make sure that we introduce a capability, get feedback on that, get it right, and then bring it into a release, right? So there's no, there's no uh, uh, a time bound or a deadline to say, no, this has to go into the next whatever release, right? Uh, and uh, also from a download beta perspective. So in fact, we launched the uh, VSP, the new vSphere beta, and we, we essentially call it like a persistent beta because in the past we would create a beta community and then basically it dies off after the release goes out. Yeah, like we yeah. did that with 6.0, 6.5, right. mm-hmm. and now we're saying, you know what, the, the, the community is basically there. The beta community lives on, and as features become mature, they get added to the next release. The community, you know, is yeah. We're not we're not archiving each beta community exactly. and reinviting exactly. a bunch of new people. The yeah. six five was one of the first open yeah. communities we had, so yeah. now we're just going to keep that running. And if you think about that, right? I mean, that philosophy essentially, John, you're talking about, right? So um, it's all about that, uh, you know, almost like a cloud or a SaaS kind of philosophy, and and switch in terms of how we really think about our bits, how, you know, how releases go out, how we get feedback from customers, and how quickly we iterate on that. And that's definitely a change that that we're seeing uh, from the VSphere side of things and across, uh, you know, in VMware, so, yeah. Yeah, that's good to go because that was one of our bullet items that we wanted to talk about, which was, was that beta process. It's up and you can be in you can be in it now. It's up and running, right? Yeah, in fact, if you go down to the vSphere blog, uh, you know, we've got a blog entry there. It gives you the list, uh, a link to uh, go ahead and sign up for the beta and you get invited, you can join, uh, and, and there's a whole bunch of new things in there. We launched the first download beta in late October, and then December 4th, we actually have the refresh beta live already. Um, so th- there's definitely a good pace to coming up with uh, you wow. know, new betas. Yes. So this, this is not the vSphere that uh, you might have thought it was. Right? Wow. This is the new vSphere. So, uh, and, and the, uh, you know, we had, I think, um, uh, I think I'm, I'm okay to say this. We had probably like 10 key capabilities that we talked about in, right. the, uh, in the beta in October. Uh, the one in December, the, I have six pages of, list of features that we came out with. So there's a ton of good stuff to go out right. and try. And so, yeah, folks should absolutely go in and, and, and you know, get that. That's really exciting. Them. But you're saying that just because it's on that list doesn't mean that it's targeted for the next release. That's true, yeah. Okay, in, that's so, which idea. is a different philosophy. And which is why I think it's all about the feedback, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if we, we, we are confident about, about a feature, only when we get feedback that, yes, it works, it's solving the problem that it's meant to, it is actually useful for the end user. And if it is not, then let's, let's work on it some more. Got it. Got nice. it. Nice. So uh, before we get to too too far along, I'll also mention there seems to be a bullet item here that says uh, discover how customers can realize tangible benefits of 6.5 and take advantage of VMware's current 50% off promotion. So wait, what is that 50% off promotion look yeah, like? That's that's like retail, you can run right? one VM or something. now you can run the. <laughs> that's why it's called 6.5. You get it six and a half VMs that can right. run on this guy. That's exactly right. So we were thinking about like 6.5 reasons. So we had like the six reasons and the 0.5 was the 50% off promo. <laughs> right. Essentially. Right. Uh, and in fact, I mean, you know, this is essentially you know Cyber Monday uh, until February 3rd, 2018. <laughs> that's when the promo uh, kind of goes away. So any any existing vSphere customer who has uh, vSphere Enterprise, and remember we EOA'd that queue a while ago, uh, or they have vSOM Enterprise, again, a queue that has been EOA'd now, they can upgrade to either vSphere Enterprise Plus or vSOM Enterprise Plus and get a 50% off uh, discount while doing that. And so that's only available until February 3rd, 2018. Nice, so, nice. Yeah. So, yeah, I... I Black Friday, I always make yeah. a mistake of not buying, and then I come back three weeks later, and it's actually at the real price again, and I'm like, oh, dang, you know, yeah. it doesn't last forever. You can actually <laughs> act now while it lasts. Yeah, yeah. Get, get it while it lasts. Um, uh, AWS, right, and 6.5, you know, is, I think, the version that's in our new cloud services, right? And so if you're doing connectivity between my data center and my uh, AWS data center, mm-hmm. don't I have to be on 6.5 on both places? Is that one of the... reasons to be on 6.5? It is, absolutely. And this is like a bonus reason now, right? So if you're interested in VMI Cloud on AWS, uh, you need to be on vSphere 6.5 to be able to take advantage of that. Right, and I think some of that is the networking interfacing that has to happen. There's an NSX connectivity component and so forth to be be on the, the latest version to do that. And, of course, that's the number one uh, most uh, hyped, uh, interested thing, you know, that we saw at at, uh, 
VMworld this right, year. Right, right. So all the, all the guys that are out there. Um, and um, that leads me into the next one, which is um, we're looking at the transition. We had some research back from code.vmworld.com, our, our developer community. And what we're seeing is a lot of the IT community members are actually shifting from just being an admin to being a DevOps person or an automated deployment admin, right? right. Where you have to actually, you're no longer setting up servers and you're no longer manually creating VMs and that. You're actually using APIs and sophisticated mm-hmm. tools, whether it be DevOps tools or sophisticated writing right. programs or working with developers to actually do that. So your job role, IT admin's job role is starting to change. I was talking to a friend at eBay who he says like, yeah, they're not cutting admin recs anymore, right? They're not hiring admins anymore. They're just hiring DevOps people, yeah. right? So the, the role of the IT administration is changing, which then gets us back into integrated containers and modern applications sure. and controlling your modern, modern application deployment. And I think vSphere 6.5, you know, gets into that as well. Yeah, absolutely. So um, one of the, you know, a couple of big things that we introduced in 6.5 that really helps the developer community. Um, first is you, you, you touched upon it, uh, APIs, right? Uh, basically, they don't want to rely on IT necessarily anymore to deploy the virtual machines for them. They want to use uh, APIs, specifically REST-based APIs that are much more simple than the traditional SOAP-based APIs to access the infrastructure. Second thing is that we, we're noticing a lot of um, developers uh, leveraging containers now. Uh, containers are good. Um, they are actually complementary to, to virtual machines, but uh, they, they bring in a level of portability and speed that developers like. Uh, one thing that we introduced in 6.5 was this concept of integrated containers with uh, vSphere integrated containers or VIC. And this really, you know, introduces um, containers to the vSphere ecosystem, whereas you can run uh, containers side by side with virtual machines on the same uh, virtual infrastructure that you've already been familiar with. So really for, for the traditional IT folks, it's the same infrastructure that they're familiar with, but now they can better service the developers out there and then for developers, they can continue using things like their Docker APIs or containers that they're already familiar with and really get this best of both worlds. Yeah, it's interesting because the, the, the study that we did, the survey we did on code, um, we talked to the IT practitioner at a company, and he would say, you know, one of the questions was, what percentage of workload is uh, running containers? Yeah. Right? And the IT administrator would report back, you know, like 22% or something. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty medium, small number. Sure. Um, but then they would, we also have developers at the same company. We would ask the developers that question. And they're like, well, 58% of yeah. my workloads are going to be, or coming out in containers, right? So there's a, there's a delta between what IT practitioners think the workload is or going to be versus what the people that are writing the apps are, are actually working for sure right? yeah so I, I, we're going to see that be more and more important right? absolutely i think it really depends on who you're asking whether it's it or developers and also the nature of the applications right we're seeing more of these um distributor scale applications be running in containers but then your traditional um applications like oracle or sap it's still for the most part on virtual machines uh, on virtual infrastructure okay good um so how about, um, I know this isn't new, but I, I saw something about OpenStack, like that there's a new iteration of uh, uh, OpenStack on vSphere. Is that something that, that we are continuing to develop? Yeah, I, I think OpenStack is still an option, right? If you think about VMware's value proposition, a lot of it is about flexibility. So you can have the cloud your way, whether it's um, you know leveraging uh, uh, VMware Cloud on AWS, whether it's building it yourself, um, or utilizing the help of, of OpenStack. We have this distribution OpenStack called uh, VIO, VMware Integrated OpenStack. Um, and it's uh, basically the value proposition there is really getting your cloud environment up and running uh, really quick. Um, if you think about OpenStack, though, a lot of people has a, have a misnomer about OpenStack. They think it's very simple. It, it's, it's not, even with VIO, it's not very simple. Uh, for the most part, it's just a framework uh, and some instructions on how to build a cloud. I, I use the analogy of a car, right? Just because you have a chassis and some instructions doesn't mean you have a car. You still need the engines, you still need the wheels, you still need the fuel systems, et cetera. Um, you know, OpenStack is a framework um, exposing a lot of APIs. You still need the hypervisor, the underlying hypervisor. You still need the network. You still need the storage underneath to plug into the framework. And, you know, I, I think you know, given any cloud, you, you, you need robust infrastructure, and vSphere definitely uh, offers the, the best hypervisor for OpenStack. Uh, NSX is an uh, awesome, you know, virtualized network 
for, for OpenStack, things like that. So if I'm understanding correctly, um, uh, vSphere integrated OpenStack and vSphere integrated containers um, are both just almost supporting like, uh, like the important subset of two already public APIs, like Docker API and the OpenStack uh, set of APIs. Correct. So if somebody is already used to developing against those APIs, you know, Docker APIs or OpenStack APIs, mm-hmm. um, all they need to do is do like a, a simple to medium uh, implementation of that on top of vSphere, like a set of appliances mm-hmm. that support those APIs, and then they're up and running, as opposed to like a six-month project to get it up and running. Yeah, I mean, you you, you could think of it as like um, with um, VIO, VMware Integrated OpenStack, a lot of the uh, configuration is already optimized, right? So if you know you're going to run an OpenStack environment with vSphere in play, in, in place, um, a lot of those connections are already done for you. So it's, it's kind of coming out of the box. With containers, it's a little bit different, um, but similar idea uh, where, you know, folks who are familiar with Dockers, they don't have to change their APIs and stuff. They, 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 they basically get to use the similar APIs that they are already familiar with but in a vSphere environment. With vSphere during the fulfillment behind the scenes Correct. instead of uh, like a set of Linux machines or bare metal machines. Or Correct, something. yeah. Okay. All right, I got another, another question here on the list. Um, VMware vSphere Scale-Out Edition. Yeah. Why don't we talk about that? Sure. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited about this because um, this is a one, of, one, one of my wheelhouse, but around VMworld timeframe, uh, we introduced a new edition of vSphere uh, called vSphere Scale-Out. And um, the, the basically the, the context behind why we launched this uh, new edition is we're seeing a lot of growth in new area, a lot of interest in new workloads, things like big data, HPC, machine learning, et cetera. Um, but um, the, the customers are coming to us and saying, this vSphere is great. vSphere does a lot of great things for us, but then we don't necessarily need every single feature in vSphere because vSphere over time has, has gone fairly big. Um, so they, they also said, you know, the price point can, is, is a little bit high. Uh, a lot of these customers that are running uh, HPC, for example, is, uh, is, is out of uh, the universities who are tighter on budget. So they, they said, you know, if we can get these features of vSphere, but at a much more reasonable price, we're sold. And that's exactly right. what we're doing with vSphere Scalos. We're offering a uh, version of vSphere core, all, basically you can think of it as all the core capabilities of vSphere Enterprise Plus uh, minus uh, HA and DRS, but offered at a significantly reduced price point uh, to what uh, customers would be used to. Right. Yep, and uh, you know, specific for big data and HPC environments, so it's EULA enforced. Right, got it, that got makes it. Sense. Yep. So that's, um, I mean, a cynic would say, hey, we just deprecated enterprise and the delta between enterprise and uh, enterprise plus was DRS, but you're also saying that you're taking out HA, correct? Uh, because HPC doesn't need that. It's these like ephemeral uh, workloads that start up, do a com- uh, some kind of computation, and then die. Right. So there's almost nothing that we offer that doesn't have HA except like maybe essentials, right? So right. Um, yeah, so I mean, I mean, if you look at the workloads though in big data and in HPC. Um, the, the HA isn't really necessary in the sense that the application itself has this built-in uh, high availability. So, right. they, so, so, the, so, so the, the folks there wouldn't necessarily rely on vSphere to provide the high availability. Right, that's out of the application layer. Correct, yes. It's just like somebody who's running like uh, Exchange would probably, you know, you don't use HA for your Exchange. You Exchange does the HA. Right, a lot of applications just have these capabilities built in. Or SQL or something right. like that, yeah. That makes sense. So that's a very unique package that, that comes with HA script out because right. that's usually a huge value add for people. It is. Finally, 2x scale and 3x performance. Um, yep. <laughs> I, I always look at that. I'm like, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I, we're, we claim that our performance is only maybe 2 to 3% right, of the total CPU. You know, if you want to look at what, if you virtualize, what, what's the cost? You know, yeah. And if you have 100% CPU, maybe you're using 2.5% of the CPU. Mm-hmm. So when we say 2 scale, 3x performance, I guess scale, I get, but uh, because scale is how many VMs you can handle and so forth. But when you do 3x performance, I'm like, well, that means we went from 2.5% down to you know 2% or something. What's, a, what's the reality there? Well, I think when you talk about you know 
3x or 2x or whatever, I, right. I think it's you, you have to consider what is the baseline that we're measuring against. Okay. Right. So um, I, I'm not sure what the reference is, but um, I, I can tell you in the web interface, the HTML5 uh, vSphere uh, client uh, web interface, um, the, what was being measured was against uh, the vSphere 6 numbers uh, and things like when you clicked on an action right. menu, okay. how much time right. did it take before the action actually occurred? Right. So if you compare that against vSphere 6.5, the time savings was significantly you know, significant, 3x as much, 3x faster. Okay, that's what I'm probably, I probably have that in regards to either the uh, the vCenter server appliance right. or the HTML5 GUI, right? Right. But the, the actual performance on 6 versus 6.5, when you're talking about a VM, you know, and IO and memory utilization, that kind of stuff, probably very similar, right? Which is super low, you know, the, yeah, keep, 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 keep in mind that, keep in mind that we're, we're we're constantly pushing the envelope on in terms of uh, of like the, the innovation and optimization. Right. We always want things to be faster right. and more more scalable. So with every iteration of vSphere, we're making tweaks in the code to really uh, have things perform better, and all these little tweaks add up to significant uh, performance improvements. Right. Right. Makes sense. Um, nearing the top of the hour, uh, if people want to learn more, you guys are in marketing, right? Um, uh, where, where, where's the where's the best place? Is the vSphere blog? I know they have some great great content out from the vSphere blog. What's your Twitter handles? How do you get your message out? Sure. Um, so for me, uh, you can reach me at at vSphere guy. Very straightforward. Okay. And I'm at Kamanshu KS on Twitter. At vSphere guy, that's a hard one to remember. Right? <laughs> I know, I know. It requires a PhD. Oh, the chat wants to know when the uh, virtual reality client that was demoed on the main stage is, <laughs> is making its way, and that's uh, that's that's funny. That, that was, was a awesome really great demo, demo, though. That was such an awesome. That was demo, really yeah. exciting. I don't know if that's how I want to interact with my infrastructure every day, but it was a very very cool idea, and. Um, just goes to show you can represent everything. Right? Yeah, so I always ask people. So where where do we think we're going in 2018? Um, uh, CY 2018, calendar year 2018. Um, uh, what are the kind of some of the big things that you guys are going to be working on as you go forward? Yeah. Um, why don't I start? So, I mean, 2018 is we're we're almost in 2018, right? So it's 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 not that far of a stretch to say that we're going to make you know improvements to our products. Um, and I, I think security continues to be a, a big focus area. Um, security, uh, as I said, every company is, is focusing on security nowadays. So I, I believe we'll, we'll focus on security as well. We're going to co- make constant improvements in the user experience. Um, so with the uh, HTML5 client, uh, that'll be much, much better. Um, with the um, scale and performance, that'll, those will probably improve. Um, and I, I think also hybrid cloud, right? We, we have VMC. Right. Um, obviously, um, you know, not all of the capabilities are there yet, and we'll probably increase the availability um, of the service as well as increase the capabilities that you can do, um, you know, on-prem and in, in the cloud. And I think from a marketing perspective, uh, you know, I think for, for us is to make sure that we keep having this conversation about 6.5 and then, you know, whatever new release might be, to get people on the latest bits or at least, you know, uh, uh, N-1 uh, uh, version bit so that they can actually, you know, as you, as you start talking about hybrid cloud and start talking about adopting these new technologies, that your core compute layer is actually, you know, uh, at, at the right uh, level, at the right version to be able to enable you to do a bunch of stuff. And, you know, with the, the end of support for vSphere 5.5 coming up in 2018, I think it's September 2018, um, you know, there's, there's a whole bunch of folks who are still on 5.5, and uh, you know this is kind of for us. I think in the next uh, few months, uh, you know maybe even six months period, it's all about talking to customers, helping them see the value of 6.5, and getting them to move off of the older versions essentially, right? So that's a big focus for us. Yeah, that's a really great point, right? Like if you're on vSphere 5.5, you now have less than 12 months yes. to migrate yes. to be on a supported platform. That's yeah. right. 
And I, I think it's more of a, just a cultural change of, you know, we're in web, we're in AWS, we have cloud, we have HTML5, the browser, you know, there's this things, there's just a dynamic model to IT now that, that is taking over, right? And even if you look at the REST APIs and provisioning through, you know, it's just the job and the way you need to behave is, is starting to change where you really have to keep up with cloud with things that are happening. Everything has to be current in order to take advantage of the cloud and all the things that are in the cloud. And so the model for, you know, just having my servers in Iraq and setting my VMs and letting them run is just is just gone away. I think most people get that because security and everything requires, you know, patch Tuesdays and so forth. So we've already we've already experienced that. But now really the whole infrastructure, you know, as we have defined SDDC as a term in the industry, now SDDC is really just is constantly involving in into web services and and web compute models and that just means that everything has to be kept up to date and you have to turn the iPhone auto update feature on and just keep up with all the software because <laughs> if it gets behind all of a sudden everything stops working right so yeah yeah i can see that as being the 2018 theme is that the IT administrator job role is changing and it's all going cloud and you're going to have to be moving pretty quick to stay yeah, on as you top said of like it. there's a lot more dynamism in that role uh, compared to you know before so you know IT the, the VI admin the IT admin uh, you know it's not restricted to a traditional role anymore like they they get to do a lot more interesting stuff they get to learn right. a lot more interesting things and then you know keeping up with uh, all the new technologies part of that well it's also good news is that we're trying to it sounds like we're trying to remove a lot of the complexity of moving from version to version. Yeah. Whether you're on VMware Cloud and AWS, where that's ma- that complexity is managed for you, yep. or something like Cloud Foundation, where we have a set of uh, binaries that's like pre-certified. Yep. You know, we've pre-tested the the migration from point to point. You know, it's going to work. You know, push a button, go eat a sandwich. You know, and oh, one last thing, uh, we, we're just looking for the date of the next uh, vSphere release. Oh, that didn't work, guys. Oh, yeah. That didn't work. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Chad. Not going to ask that. Yeah. I tried, guys. I tried. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, we will have some sort of a release in 2018. Let me just say All right. Well, this has been podcast number 415, and uh, it's, it's great to have you guys on the show. Thanks for taking your time out in the day and coming by at lunch. Uh, Hamashu Singh, thanks. Martin Yip, thanks. It's great to have you. See you in person, and uh, we can't wait to see what 2018 brings for the product. Yeah. Super excited. Thank you so much for having us. Thanks, yeah. thanks for having us. Yeah. Thanks for doing all that work. Uh, that's it for today. We will be uh, back again next week to talk about NFV and what's the strategy for MFV. So uh, we will be live next week, and then I think we're going to take the, the Christmas week off. But uh, thanks for being here, and we'll see everyone again next week. Thanks for tuning in on the live stream if you're looking at us, and we'll see you again next week for NFV Conversations.